0: I am your host Cole Dawson, and with me, as always, my hashtag team partner Ron Kilborn. Ronald, how the hell are you today, bud?
1: Oh my gosh, it is a beautiful day. I've had an an incredible uh, January thus far. Today is January seventh. How's uh, how's the first week into the new year for you, Cole?
0: Uh, I mean, it's fine. Uh, I I got lucky. And- yes. <laughs> well, there's that. But uh, I had back-to-back four-day weekends with the holidays and whatnot. Uh, Just between the weather, you know, the bad weather with the rain, we've had, uh, you know, newsflash, Southern California, it does rain sometimes. What? And, uh, yeah. So all my job sites are basically lakes at this point, as opposed to, you know, working, functioning job sites. And so uh, between the rain and the holidays, I got back-to-back four-day weekends. And so, you know, this week, after two weeks of just kind of fucking off, Back to the grind, as it were, and it's and it's been a week. (laughs) I got a call yesterday at four PM from one of my clients. So I'm home. My dad is done working for the day. He calls at four PM my time, which is five, where he's at, working out of our Idaho office. Oh, hey, can I get this shit tomorrow? They finally did revisions to the plan. I really need to get this in the ground. I'm like, dude, so you want us to work till nine o'clock tonight? One of us is gonna have to stay up late and work. Like, until dark, and so that we can get this for you tomorrow, asshole. Like, come on, man. It's Friday, too. Like, so. But it was cool. We got everything worked out. And we even got off a little early on a Friday, so I'm home, ready to record this episode. And uh, I think before we get into this, there's a couple current things we need to speak on. Uh, First and foremost, I'd just like to wish... Ray Phoenix, uh, uh, just a quick recovery. Jeez. Any of you guys who saw the injury from this last uh, uh, AEW, it's uh, I mean, his arm bent full backwards the opposite direction it's supposed to go. Um, I did see that he posted on social media an update. He miraculously did not break any bones. Uh, it was just a full dislocation. His arm bent, ni- you know, 180 degrees in the wrong direction but nothing broken so hopefully all the ligaments and muscles are okay and he'll have a speedy recovery but just a reminder that as much as everyone wants to say that wrestling is fake it is absolutely not fake it is you know a stunt show it is uh maybe predetermined it is not a real fight um but everything they're doing is absolutely very real and dangerous so uh speedy recovery uh, for Ray Phoenix. And Ronald, I understand you. Did I mean, did you see the injury? Um, how did you take it? How did you feel? I, it made me sick to my stomach.
1: My goodness, I felt so bad for the guy. And yeah, I haven't seen something that gnarly since Sid Vicious. Uh, and it, it, in a lot of ways, it looked a little worse. But you know, of course, medically and on paper, Sid had the had the worst of it. But oh, just watching that, watching that, I, I couldn't I know some people that just kept watching it. I, I, I can only do it the once. And then it just replayed in my head over and over again. I didn't need to rewind it on the social means. But my goodness, heart goes out to him. And I know when he makes a full recovery, he's going to learn nothing from it and do even yeah. crazier shit. And, uh, but bless his heart for it because that's why we love him and that's why he's so freaking entertaining. But uh, while we're on the current subject, my goodness, we've done it again, Cole. You know, uh, at the end of the year, we had the breakout bracket on who was going to be talked about the most, and uh, before we solidified the list, the person that we left off because of Mr. Part-Timer, uh, Brock Lesnar, he's the only person everyone's talking about right now. Uh, <laughs> did you uh, did you happen to catch up on the interwebs? I know you haven't seen the match yet, because I've recommended it, and that's usually what happens when I recommend <laughs> something. Uh But did you uh, catch up on the interwebs on one Brock Lesnar coming out of nowhere and becoming the WWE champion because one Roman Reigns got COVID? Uh, I was more
0: shocked that they announced actually on the air that one of the wrestlers actually had COVID. The main guy, too. Yeah, they acknowledged the existence of Uh, COVID-19
1: I see what you did there. I see what you did there that you didn't mean to do, but you did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes they actually acknowledged that somebody could get COVID and one of their performers did. And so that was interesting. Um, But yeah, Brock Lesnar coming out of nowhere, wasn't real happy that Big E, you know, is already not the champion. Um, I, 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 as we talked about in the show, I didn't like the way they handled him winning the belt to begin with. Um, So I don't love him losing it in an unexpected fashion against a guy. He wasn't supposed to be defending the title against in the first place. Um, But I think it sets up well for WrestleMania and Royal Rumble. I, I really like the idea. I mean, when we think about it, it's one of the things we always talk about is the biggest problems in wrestling today is that they give away everything for free and there's no matches really that we haven't seen, but we stumbled upon one. We really haven't seen yet. We have not seen Lashley versus Lesnar. and And I think Lashley's finally kind of risen to that point where, He really is a top top guy and a main eventer. And so I think that could be huge for WrestleMania. So I'd kind of like to see them keep them away from each other. Um,
1: Well, that's not happening. They're they're, (laughs) they're wrestling at the Royal Rumble. And I'm I'm willing to bet that we're going to get a a title unification match between Roman and Brock at WrestleMania, which is surely needed. I'm so tired of the two belts.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of wish that even with all three brands, now especially since NXT doesn't count anymore and it doesn't it doesn't matter and it's not something different and unique anymore, I wish they would have one world champion, one um, tag team champion, one woman's champion, one women's tag team champion, and then they could go to all three brands which would help them keep things fresh because then you could have Roman reigns on NXT on occasion. You know, saying okay, he's gonna feud with Braun Breaker for a moment, and that'd be cool. And then if you want to have a brand champion like the Intercontinental Champion is on SmackDown, the the U.S. Champion is on that. That's fine, but let's get one World Champion, one one Tag Team Champion, and and get done with this multiple. There's there's just too many titles. I did see they unified the uh, United States or the not the United States, the the North American Championship and the Cruiserweight Title. Correct. I think I read that somewhere.
1: yes it, it, it took place on NXT, right? Yeah, then I guess I, I haven't watched that. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I just I just haven't, but uh um, yeah, no, and you know my feelings about Biggie. I'm probably more of a biggie nerd than most, and even I was just on the edge of my seat this entire match. They really just it, it really felt like like, all right, you guys have 12 minutes. Just fucking go. Like, like they just went nonstop. Like it, it, it felt like a PWG show. Just one crazy thing after another, and it was just all of these, you know, big WWE guys, and Brock. Les- another example of how just awesome Brock Lesnar is, and what he can make you mean to the company if he sells the way he sells for people. Because my goodness, uh, I, I think if you haven't seen the day one pay per view, go out of your way to watch just this match. Uh, it's fantastic. But enough about current stuff, because we surely uh, like fucking that up. Um, We (laughs) would like to get to the reason we're here today. And my goodness, Cole, this has been a long time coming, because today is going to be part one of the long-anticipated... Sabotage Draft! (laughs) Oh, yes. We usually like to draft our own roster, and then we like present our cards to the judges. But this time... Oh, this time. We're going to be drafting each other's cards. And we basically have to make, you know, for lack of a better phrase, chicken salad out of chicken shit. That is a universal wrestling phrase. And this is going to be very exciting because I didn't know how to strategize for this. I did not know how to plan ahead for this because you know, we usually like to go after like, you know, the top guys, the most talented guys, but we're going to go out of our way to draft each other's roster who are less than stellar performers. So how do you, what is, what has been your criteria to pick my roster Cole?
0: Uh, So, okay. This has been really hard and this is great. Uh, uh, I, I've been fortunate now, um, usually I don't talk much strategy because I don't need a lot of input because I'm drafting the people I want, so it's great. Um, But I do work with a a past guest on the show, Chris Cadillac, and so I've been bouncing ideas off of him. And uh, we we started just kind of naming off people. And and he was naming like a lot of guys who had maybe a bad gimmick at one time. and, And I was like, no, no, but that guy was a good worker. That's too good. Like I'm trying to dredge up like the guys who like, had two left feet in the ring. Like there's no way that smart marks or, or, you know, uh, even casual wrestling fans had any found any redeemable quality in this person, especially in the gimmick. Now, (laughs) once we get past a a few, there's going to be some guys where maybe they had another run with a better gimmick that had some more success, or maybe they came from a territory where they had some success and then they got just, just, The worst gimmick you could ever think of and it wasn't so good so there will be some good workers on here giving us a little bit of leeway for uh being able to make a case that uh you we would use them a little better up to the show but (laughs) we're we're looking uh we're trying to make each other cuss at each other i think is my goal for the day is for Ron to be like god damn it fuck you cole that's that is my goal.
1: <laughs> I'm taking this as one big challenge as a booker. Like I'm I I can't wait to see what you give me because I want to see how I can position these piles of shit that you're going to be throwing at me. And my goodness, I really hope that like these people aren't listening to us because we're going to be hurting some feelings today because <laughs> you know, like like say say our number one seed each. That pretty much guarantees like this is the worst Rustler in the world in our opinion that's pretty, that's basically what we're saying at the top of our lungs with our number one seed here but um gosh i can't wait to get started Can, cole do, do you have your fake coin uh to flip to uh, see who goes first
0: yes i do ronald let me pull up my coin app right now boom and uh heads or tails i will let you call it
1: i'm gonna go with heads
0: and it is tail. Ooh. So I, for the first time ever, am going to take the first pick. Now, I'm picking for you, but this time I want to pick. I want to pick first. I want to make sure I give you somebody, mostly so that I know that I don't end up with this human on my roster. Uh, because for my money, there is no redeemable quality whatsoever in this person. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. As a wrestler, okay. I mean, maybe a human being, okay. <laughs> I don't know. This. I don't know these people personally.
1: Not one redeemable quality in this person <laughs> is what was said.
0: As a professional wrestler, okay. So, uh, there was no redeemable quality in this. It was one of the worst segments of all time. Um, it is laughably bad. Uh, go out of your ways to watch it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to make Ronald's first pick right now. The Yeti. You oh, are the Yeti. <laughs> yes.
1: Oh, I'm so – oh, man. That's one half of my main event right there.
0: <laughs> uh, now, um, so w- usually we give a little bit of leeway just for the fans but as we're getting into this since we skipped over this. And we draft 20 guys or 20 entities, tag teams, females, whatever. And then uh, we make our eight-match card. And sometimes people get left off because there's just not a spot for them. That is not the case anymore ladies and gentlemen. Today, all 20 of these people must be used because otherwise we're giving people an out to be able to leave people off the card. What? So, so that means uh, tag matches four ways, six persons, whatever it shall be, all 20 people must be used in the roster this week. You
1: mean I got to use all 20? Yes. <laughs> you mean no one, you mean I can't sit somebody in the Triple H spot? <laughs>
0: We draft Triple H all the time. And and never use them. it never ends up on a card. (laughs) So with the first pick out of the way, that means it's Ron's turn to draft, and he gets to give me two wrestlers.
1: So my first of the two picks, and boy, uh, you know, I'm just going to say it, uh, he didn't have any redeemable qualities as a uh, wrestler either. Uh, And I'm going to reach my hand into the bag of tricks that is the Attitude Era, and the number one seed for Cole Dawson is the Mean Street Posse's Pete Gass, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes. I'm going with underwhelming and not epic at all. At least your pick debuted by fucking Hulk Hogan.
0: <laughs> I will say this. I'm not so mad at it because uh, is Pete Gas the one who won the hardcore title at one point? I think
1: he was the fat one.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, yes, he was the fat one. Um. But I got to say, I think the mainstream posse got a little more over than you're giving them credit for. So, I mean, it was all heat. So, I, I know that at least I'll get heat with this. So, I'm not too mad at it.
1: Highest rated segment in the Attitude Era. <laughs> so, hey. I mean, we, you know, I'm glad. I'm glad because we both have some merit to our picks so far. Good. So, number two. Uh. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> number two. Number two uh, isn't much better, and the last name's rhyme, which is why I just laughed right now. I'm going with number two seed, Nicole Bass.
0: Damn it. Oh, damn it. Oh, I thought for sure you would forget about females, and I was going to hamstring you with just an awful, terrible female match, and now I'm really mad.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, audience at home, go back to the archives. The only person that forgets females is Cole (laughs) Dawson.
0: Oh, well, see, now the problem is now I got to think. Well, no, I don't need to think of it because same thing. I'm just going to go right ahead and I'm going to give it to you right now because I got two in a row and uh, I'm going to keep you from saddling me with the other female. So I'm giving you right now Nia Jax, buddy.
1: All right. Yeah. So what would be after Nia Jax?
0: Okay. Okay. So here's another guy.
1: <sighs> another guy. Nia Jax I'm gonna, is a female.
0: I'm, I'm, well, no, I'm, I'm just... I, Staying with the ass rape, you know. <laughs>
1: Whoa!
0: Staying with the butt fucking theme here.
1: Whoa!
0: I'm gonna go ahead and give you Heidenreich.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, also on my list. See, now we're starting to get cooking. Now, now Nia Jackson and Heidenreich. You know that might be, you know, spoiler that that might be my match. <laughs> you know, so that way he could put her up against the door and she can scream about her hole. Um
0: oh, God, yeah. those
1: are topical things that happened in <laughs> wrestling. How you're putting it together is your problem. <laughs> Grow up. So now now you kind of you kind of threw yourself a curveball because uh alumni of the show, uh you went with Nia Jax and you really should have went with the most obvious female choice. And I'm just gonna rip it off like a band-aid now, because I thought your memory would serve you right and plant her on my side as payback, so I'm just going to go right for it and give you Bertha Faye. Oh, see, I'm not
0: even mad at that. Bertha can work. Well. Of course, when she's across the ring from (laughs) Nicole Bass.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Or, you know, intergender wrestling is not unallowed on these cards.
0: Correct. Absolutely. And with Nicole Bass, no one would question it one bit, so.
1: Okay. And now, for my second one for this round... A star across any planet or universe. I'm gonna go with Men on a mission's Mo!
0: Oh, Mo. See, I, I was so worried about Mabel, I forgot about Mo.
1: No, no, no. Mabel went on to get over, be a king, date Trish Stratish, and fuck Matt Hardy in a Royal Rumble. So accomplishments galore. And was managed by Paul Heyman. <laughs> Mo was Mo. So.
0: Well, on that case. Since everyone on your list so far has a, uh, an affinity for the whole.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna give you Mabel. <laughs> yes. All right now, um, are we talking King Mabel? Are we talking just men on a mission, Mabel? we talking viscera? Are we talking Big Daddy V?
0: Uh, well, I mean um, big Big Daddy V sounds uh, appropriate uh, since we've been on this this <laughs> subject. but uh, no, I'm giving you men on a mission, Mabel. Like Sweet. original Mabel. Whoop, Baby there it face. is. Yes, whoop, I love, there it is, Mabel.
1: I love it. I'll work with any uh, version of Nelson.
0: And now I got to give you one that's not fun. Aww. Um So, again, back to no redeemable quality and this one even as a human being, uh so I'm going to give you nails. Nails.
1: Wow, you nailed that. Um he was not on my list. Now, I realize I think there's two nails. Are you giving me Disciples of Apocalypse, or are you giving me 80s, 90s nails?
0: Oh, I'm giving you the 90s big boss man, Okay. jumpsuit, going to prison, uh, sucker-punching Vince McMahon in his office, and, and then I, trying to bury him at the uh, court, court case, nails.
1: Okay, perfect. And uh, I stand corrected. Who I'm thinking of is Chains. But uh, yes. yes, nails. I'll take nails. So yeah, let's... nails
0: seems like it would have fit in there. I didn't even question it, so
1: tremendous well uh that would bring me to me and uh you know i think the only redeemable quality of this guy is that uh he uh he used to or comes off as someone who plays a sport that your family's incredibly fond of and i'm going with the goon oh goon was on my list for sure
0: oh that one hurts a little bit
1: it's hockey you'll be fine
0: yeah, at least the goon could work a little bit. Um, I can't remember his, uh, you know, his real name because he had some good times in the uh, territory days, but definitely not as the goon. So,
1: well, while on the subject of goons, um, we might as well. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a bit, a bit of a giant, and you know, uh, this guy looks impressive. I'll give you that, but the bell's got to ring. And I'm going to go back to the Attitude Era once more, and we'll be revisiting that a few times. But behold, your next pick, Kurgan.
0: Kurgan. Oh, he was high, high up on my list of guys to give you. Oh. And Kurgan was the drizzling shits. Oh, yes. But uh, in the oddities, Kurgan at least was fun. So I, I can accept it.
1: No, you have wow. Truth Commission Kurgan. No fun, redeemable qualities at all. You can even say Don Callis is managing him still.
0: (laughs) See, a couple of these guys, like, I want to give you both of these guys, but then at the same time, like, if they face off with each other, it's a spectacle, if nothing else. So I think it's too good. Uh, If they hang around, I might give them to you later. But for now, I'm going to give you Mantar. Oh, yes. I've been waiting for it.
1: I'm so happy. I'm really happy for this one. Come on. Uh,
0: and, and now, the only qualifications we had for this is that the, this pers- these people that we picked today had to wrestle at some point on television for one of the major wrestling promotions. So, uh, with that in mind, I'm going to give you a little bit of a one that is, is a very deep cut here. Uh, this was a '90s gimmick. Um, this was very short lived. Is this because... the? Is
1: this the? Is this the portion of the show where you change the rules?
0: No, no. Okay. No. Okay. No, no. Okay. This guy was out there. There's a very famous story from, from Bruce Pritchard talking about how oh, he's he lit the set on fire.
1: Oh yes.
0: <laughs> I'm giving you Fantasio. Okay. The magician.
1: <laughs> well, this will be the first one I have to look up. I don't even know how to spell it. But I'm gonna just wing it.
0: A N T A S I O Fantasio. So this guy had face paint, whole thing like uh uh it's a um uh, uh, what's it called the uh, Phantom of the Opera type gimmick cape the whole deal and he does magic tricks and uh, he used the fire paper and he actually set the set on fire um, and Bruce almost died because he couldn't get out of Gorilla uh, he was trapped by the flames <laughs> so his career wasn't long after his debut
1: <laughs> oh my goodness and speaking of uh you know, speaking of long, uh, it doesn't matter how short these matches are. It always took an eternity. And your first pick for this round from Ron. We're taking a trip to the Bat Cave, ladies and gentlemen. You got Bastion Booger.
0: Ah, oh, well, damn it! I guess I waited one round too long, because I was he was there. I was debating giving him to you, but I didn't pull the trigger because I wanted to get that Fantasio out there. <laughs> And mentor.
1: Well, I'm oh. glad you did. I'm glad you did. Because now we're going to go with someone from someone who is at least entertaining to look at to someone that isn't. Uh, we're going to go with Bull Buchanan.
0: Oh, man. Yes. Oh, that's rough. I will say, uh, honestly, though, when you made me go back and watch WrestleMania 2000 again, and uh, I hated myself. I was actually quite impressed with Bobby Cannon and some of the stuff he did in his, his little you know four-minute match he had. Uh, I did not remember him being that athletic or that you know able to do stuff, so I don't hate it. I don't hate it. He's very underwhelming, didn't get over with anybody, but he, he could move. He could work for a big guy.
1: Yeah, I, I, I look forward to see who you pair him up with.
0: All right, so at this point, I think I'm just going to go with underwhelming oh, for yeah. you instead of over-the-top. And uh, I'm going to give you, well, this one's a little bit over the top, but it was definitely super underwhelming. I'm giving you Damien Demento.
1: Ooh, okay. I'm I'm aware. I'm aware of that.
0: Yes, because he was the main event of the first Raw, if I do remember correctly, with The Undertaker. Good company. This was a flash in the pan that uh, came and went very quickly. Um, And then there was some stuff after and some weird things. But have fun booking No Chin, James Ellsworth.
1: Oh, I absolutely will. Jeez, are you kidding me? Homeboy was over for like a full year. My goodness, him and Mantar prints money. <laughs> okay, so speaking of money and printing, uh, we're going to go with something completely opposite of that. Uh, number one on this round for you, we're going to go with you know just one of these guys. And it's the worst one. And you have none other than Headbanger Thrasher. (laughs) Oh. Yes. I love it so much. Your face is priceless. (laughs) Not as priceless as this... Oh, did you want to react to Headbanger Thrasher real quick?
0: I mean, you know, I... I... It's better than beaver cleavage, I guess.
1: (laughs) Strap in. Um... (laughs) No, no, no. I left him off because that's a fantastic gimmick. My goodness. But this wasn't. This was not. And uh, this is uh, well into the Ruthless Aggression era. And this is one of the most underwhelming characters you'll ever see in your life. But uh, I'm going with Kenzo Suzuki. Oh, my
0: God. He was the worst. Sure was. I forgot about him. He's so bad. I just forgot that he existed like... It's one of those guys, and I don't know if it's just because we had been conditioned to the fact that when you come from Japan, that Japanese workers tend to be better than American workers. Just they're just the way they train; they're more technically sound. He was the worst. I mean, the absolute worst. I would rather have some of these other guys, honestly, than him. Like he was so bad in the ring that it just it was flabbergasting. I can't believe like. And he, it was like a big deal when they signed him, and he just was the worst. Oh yeah, he got and the I, vignettes,
1: he got the manager, the the geisha girl. Oh, it was it, like the big push, the freaking iron claw sto. I was freaking excited, but then you just he got more and more exposed every week, and it was just it was bad. But uh, uh, it'll be good on your show though. Can't wait to see it.
0: That's the first one. Like I'm generally mad at you. Like <laughs> the other ones are funny. That was just like. Oh, fuck you. <laughs>
1: yes, finally. I'm waiting for, the, I'm waiting for, I'm, I'm really waiting to get mad, because right now I've just been, like, so happy about a few of these.
0: Okay, so I'm going to give you someone who actually, when all things considered, was worse than Kenzo Suzuki, because at least Kenzo could move and do stuff. Uh, this guy um, just got too big for his own good, to the point where he couldn't just, like, touch it. Like, if he hugged someone, he literally couldn't touch his fingers together because he was just too muscular, and uh, it just never worked. So, have fun with Brackus. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's all he is is a body. <laughs> but, my goodness, Brackus. Okay.
0: So, uh, I gave you a body guy. Now I'm going to give you underwhelming. Um, we're going to go with uh, the opposite. Well, not the opposite. Really, the exact same gimmick as, as uh, Bruiser Brody except for without the talent and ability. So I'm giving you the Berserker. The oh, Berserker. Oh my
1: gosh, the Berserker. Well, you just booked Mantar's opponent. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> my goodness, I'm so... Uh, this is great. I, you know, There needs to be a part two of this, and this one hasn't even unfolded yet.
0: <laughs> oh, oh this will be the one where we actually have to... Like, where we do a long form... I'm running on this, where we actually try to get these people over, and we, we just book, we take it up with Creative for a couple of weeks to try to book up to a big pay per view.
1: Oh my gosh! <laughs> there you go, there you go. We actually we actually take it up with the Creative these shows. Yes. <laughs> well, this will be the same time frame as Kenzo Suzuki, and this is equally as bad. Except they actually gave this guy a main event match once, and not even Big Match John made this work, and. I am going. Oh no! With Vladimir Kozlov. Oh, okay, that's not
0: as bad. Oh.
1: not as bad, you say? My goodness, no, who are you I, thinking I'm of? I'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna get this guy off the board immediately. Assuming you don't pick him, and name him right now to my team. So, oh okay, I know. Yeah, Kozlov and Suzuki didn't they end up tagging?
1: Uh no, yeah, no. Uh, Suzuki ended up tagging with uh, Rene Dupree, who almost oh, made okay. this list. He almost made this list, but I, I discarded him for body guy reasons. Yeah. But I did not discredit his partner, who you're <laughs> getting right now. Ladies and gentlemen, say hello to Sylvain Granier.
0: Oh, God.
1: God, thank you for asking that question. That was a brilliant transition.
0: <laughs> oh, good times. Good times. Like, so many of these guys, like, now I feel bad about my list because, like, at least most of the guys on my list, like, people remembered them. Like, (laughs) I forgot about these people that you're giving me. And it's the worst.
1: (laughs) Yes. It's my favorite.
0: Oh. Oh, I think you're going to win by default just because people, like, have heard of your people. (laughs) Oh. Okay, I'm going to do it. Do it. Worst, just the most embarrassing debut in the history of all of wrestling. There was just no way to recover from it. I am giving you the Shockmaster yes. right after he tripped, falling, going through the thing.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, I was actually expecting him at some point, but I, he, I left him off my list because I, I'm pretty sure that if you bring up the Shockmaster, Master's name at all, the immediately thing that you think of is his debut and it just puts a smile to your face. So I'm hoping I'm banking on that trait alone to win the round on whatever match I put Shockmaster in.
0: Okay. So this one, I got to do it because I need him to not be out there anymore. Um, This was not only the worst in ring performer, but quite possibly the worst debut ever of a gimmick. I'm pretty sure they did vignettes for this and it just went over like a fart in church. I'm giving you Mordecai. Oh,
1: yes. That was <laughs> that was on the list of characters that I thought you would have forgotten, and he was on my list at the bottom <laughs> just because I thought he was safe. <laughs> but I'm actually more happy that you still have that person in your memory. So does that mean Kevin Thorne is off the table? Because that was his vampire gimmick.
0: <laughs> yes. The, well, yeah, because the vampire gimmick, at least you get uh, Ariel Shelley. with him. So Yeah, yeah. you get Shelly Martinez and... I'd be more than happy to have Shelly Martinez on my team, so.
1: Yeah, she's fun. Um. Ooh, okay. So, I think... Man, the world is my oyster here. And, you know, it's just, do I try to piss you off, or do I try to pop you a little bit? And I think I might just do... Both at the same time. So I think I'm going to go with... And, you know, I think this will be the first time because, you know, we we use entities. This is a tag team. First time in this game where a tag team is going to be thrown out there. And uh, they have definitely been a part of a bunch of wrestling moments. And uh, they've been known to make music. And I'm going with... (laughs) the insane clown posse ladies and gentlemen
0: i will take it because at least i could get something out of the insane clown posse whatever they're gonna do is gonna be a spectacle they're gonna do some dumb shit they're gonna have weapons they're gonna do moonsaults. like it's gonna be a fun segment so i'm not mad at it you know icp i don't think it obviously the world knows that's not my cup of tea musically um but i I actually kind of like icp more than most people as far as professional wrestling goes. So, I'm good with it.
1: I'll good. take it. Good. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad that you're happy with it because let's go with underwhelming now. <laughs> and you'll recall, I think this is the most recent I've uh, I've gone, but this guy, I'm sorry, is the most underwhelming thing on the planet and it didn't do many favors standing next to someone who is completely overwhelming and is a star, looks like a star. And I'm going with Tucker Of heavy machinery.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. I felt so bad for that guy because, like, he's okay. You know, he can do some stuff. He's a big dude. But, like, when you're lacking in charisma, I don't want to say he has no charisma, but when you're lacking in the charisma department, you're, you're not special... But then your tag team partner is like overload of charisma and can do some stuff in the ring that's special. And he just completely stands out and overshadows you. That's a real tough spot to be in. And then to get called up to the main roster and they're just like, yeah, fuck this guy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Turned him heel with no follow up either.
0: Yeah. They just left him off TV like, yeah,
1: sure did (laughs) like this other guy. (laughs) So I hope you do him more justice on your show. Because you have oh to. Oh my
0: God. I can't. Like, right now, this is great because I'm looking at this list and, like, none of these people make sense together. Like, there's no reasonable matches. Like, this is going to be a total <laughs> shit show. And I feel bad for our judges that have to try to justify someone winning.
1: <laughs> and I feel bad for us having to justify why we should win.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm gonna continue giving you just like the worst, worst wrestlers possible. I've got two right now. You mean you haven't one... started yet?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, right now, I'm gonna go with the Giant Silva, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Woo! All right. Well, I mean, you got you got one part of the oddities. I got the other part. And you know what? At least at least Giant Silva had some spectacles across the pond.
0: Correct. Correct. And another guy. Now, see, this one's gonna well. No, if I change my mind, I don't want to go there because I think it's too good. Okay. Like He, it's a guy at main event at a WrestleMania, even though he was very not deserving. Um. So I'm just gonna go with weird and underwhelming here. I'm gonna go with Max Moon. Max Moon, ladies and gentlemen.
1: All oh, right, I'm about it. About it. Put it in your Google machine, kids. <laughs> I like Still,
0: it. To, to this day, one of my favorite stories that that Brucey ever told on his pod. Talk about. Hey, yo, 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 it's K Dog, it's K Dog. I was like, all right, K Dog, send me a VHS, not knowing that he was talking to Conan on the other phone because he wasn't up on WCW and didn't know that K Dog was Conan's current working name.
1: Is it? (laughs) Am I a bad person for hearing that story and going,
0: yeah, f- well, fuck
1: you for-, for calling like that, you unprofessional yes. dick. No, no,
0: I'm right there with you. I agree. Like, you know, to say, hey, man, like, you know, hey, Bruce, it's this guy, you know, like, tell him who you are. Like, yeah. <laughs> come on now.
1: I'm going to edit that part out. Conan scares me still. Um. <laughs> all right. You know what? I was going to go for, like, spectacly bad, but I think I'm gonna just going to go for two more underwhelming picks. And I think this might anger you, but we'll see. Um, First off is another ruthless aggression uh, wrestler. One half of a tag team. uh, A bad tag team. uh, A really, really awful gimmick at the time. And just didn't do too well at all. And I'm going to give you the one that's not a snooker. And I'm going to give you Domino of Deuce and Domino fame. And then the next one. My goodness. You talk about reaching in for, like, the worst part of a... Faction. I'm going back to Los Boriquas, and I'm going to give you Miguel Perez Jr.
0: And I, I assume Miguel Perez is the hairy one. Yes.
1: Yes. He's the Chia Pet. He's the one that got injured by Edge with a dive. And yes. uh, yeah, underwhelming is all hell. I can't wait to see how you use him. Maybe tag him with Domino.
0: Well, I mean.
1: Ba, 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 boo. <laughs>
0: He gave ro, me a great ro, ro, idea ro. with the chia pet angle. So. <laughs> oh
1: yes. It's gonna be a hairy situation.
0: Oh man, see, and that's funny because Mark was like Los Pericos, and I was like, no, nah, they were way too over. Like, they, as, as a unit in that time, they had the feud with the Undertaker's faction, the whole deal. Like, they weren't great. They weren't superstars, but like, they were, they were, they were there. They were over. They were as over as the Disciples of Apocalypse were. Not the Undertaker, but, like, so not. the DOA.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're reaching to an era where everyone was a faction, so, like, these were the jobbers of the factions.
0: Yeah, <laughs> true, true. Oh. All right. We're going to go with underwhelming. You should. And understand that this guy went on to become a big star later on down the line, and he finally found a gimmick that worked. But at this point, uh, it did not work, so I'm giving you Dr. Isaac Yankum.
1: Yes. Oh, man. The man had a SummerSlam match with Bret Hart, and I'm, I'm going to find something to do with him. Uh.
0: Well, speaking of pulling teeth, I'm just going to go ahead and give it to you. Now, this one, I might, I might be shooting myself in the foot here a little bit because this was a big thing. It was a spectacle. The act itself kind of got over, but uh, once the bell rang, Jesus Christ, the boogeyman.
1: The boogeyman. Oh, oh, my goodness. On my list, w- w- at the bottom cuz I felt like he was too good just for entertainment purposes. Uh but yeah, I'll take him. I'll I'll find something for the man. Let me delete him from my list. You know what? I'm not going to go underwhelming here, but I am going to go the same route you went for your first pick. Someone who debuted very not well. Uh the gimmick was not, you know, didn't have any longevity, but he went on to become a pretty big deal today. And I'm going to go with the sensitive bell ringer guy Festus oh god yes Yes. (laughs) are we remembering Cole oh yes we are are we we remembering Festus
0: oh yes with the tongue out and the whole deal I I, Festus is one of those guilty pleasures I have where like I just I, I thought it was so silly and over the top that it actually kind of worked for me and I thought just the whole idea of him just being a total dingbat until the bell rang and then all of a sudden he turned into this vicious beast. I like, I like that. I, it's silly. It's super like 80s wrestling, but whatever. I enjoyed it and I don't care.
1: <laughs> enjoyed it and I don't care. Well, this next pick will be drenched in I don't care for you in so many <laughs> ways, musically and wrestler wise, because I'm going to watch you book The Kiss Demon.
0: That might not be so hard. You know, we got the Kiss Demon involved. I've already got ICP there. You never know. You know, we could just have a, a musical battle of some sort. Face paint? Um, face paint for everybody.
1: Look, I just um, booked you something that matches.
0: And then we could even throw Domino into that maybe. And then we get a little bit of doo-wop and the whole just musical matchup. And we'll just get it all taken care of in one match.
1: See, you know what? You you got. See, it's coming together.
0: I looked at Kiss Demon too, and I was like, "No, nah, that's too good." <laughs> but Avatar's not. So Ron, you got Avatar. All right, <laughs>
1: Mr. Snow, Mr. Snow, indeed, I will take him.
0: So you got all kinds. You got a couple mask gimmicks that didn't go anywhere and no. fizzled out really quickly. No, and he was
1: the first guy to where I saw him come out without wearing the mask, and then he would put it on before the bell rang. I thought that was cool. Someone should oh, do that today. Yeah.
0: That's fine. I just thought about that the other day. Like how it would be cool to to just have a gimmick where you do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a no, great idea.
1: He he came out, uh he came out with the mask in hand, you know, kinda like, you know, this sacred thing, and you know, just Al Snow with a clean shaven face, you know, looking like a samurai or whatnot. And then before the bell rang, he would throw the mask on and whip ass.
0: All right. So strategy here. I'm gonna go with someone who, if you were a fan in the eighties, he he was a bit of a name. You never saw him win too many matches. Um, But I just want to mention him, and I I don't necessarily think he belongs in this ragtag group of people that we're going out with today. But when it's all said and done at the end of the day, he was a a jobber on WWE TV. Iron Mike Sharp, Ronald. That's your guy. You get Iron Mike Sharp.
1: Okay, is this the gentleman that Saturn murdered?
0: No, this is the guy who... uh, who...
1: Oh, that's Mike Bell.
0: Yeah, that was Mike Bell. Uh, Iron Mike Sharp is famous for, so, uh, being a super like clean freak to the point where he would shower for like hours after his match. You know he would do his full workout. You know he'd do all his squats and push-ups and everything. Wrestle his match, and then sometimes everyone would leave and he'd have to find someone to let him out of the building because he was so such a germaphobe that he would still be in the showers like three hours after the show ended. Um, well, so. at, least,
1: at least his matches were always uh, had clean finishes. So, yes. um, Let's see. You know, earlier you had a golden opportunity for a transition when we brought a blue demon because you could have said, speaking of blue, and I'm going to say it right now, speaking of blue, my first pick of this round is the blue meanie.
0: Yes. Oh, I have one good worker.
1: (laughs) (sighs) According to whom? (laughs)
0: According to this guy.
1: Okay, okay. You can have him. I I'm, I'm interested to see what you do with him. But and this So this will be your final one. This is number 20. Ooh, is it number 20? Oh. Yeah, I man. know. This
0: one we went so fast. You only got one more opportunity to screw
1: me. Oh, we both know I have plenty of opportunities to screw you, Cole. <laughs> My goodness. And you know what it's funny? I so much so many glaring missed ones too, yes. because because I, was I just left thinking that I left them off because, you know, at the end of the day, as bad as they were, it's still fun to look at. I have guys on here who are great stick men, but the bell's got to ring. I've got guys that are good workers, but just with not a redeemable gimmick at all. And I have really bad workers, but great bodies. Ah, so I think out of everyone that I have left, and de- and we're definitely going to discuss who's left on our list after we're done yes uh but I think out of who I have left the one that actually has a good chance to piss you off the most once you hear the final list I'm gonna go with not even the gimmick we were introduced to him as but just his real name my last pick is Sean stasiak
0: oh uh, okay I, I accept it I could, we could do worse. Uh, could we? Well, yes, I think we could, because there's a lot of guys on my list still that are worse, but it's like you said, there's something to them. Um, and we'll get into that here. In you don't a
1: deserve gobbledygooker is all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> well, I think here at the creative team, we would be absolutely remiss if this guy did not make the list. Um we full on named a rule after this guy, so um, I have to give you the Repo Man.
1: Repo Man. That makes me so happy, Cole, because he is a staple in the creative team universe, and I am looking forward to do the man justice because I'm going to repossess the competition. All the judges are going to be in favor of whoever I book this man against because this is the Repo Man.
0: so good love it so our lists are complete um, before we read off our lists uh some glaring omissions here i thought for sure you know we talked about this for months and the examples we gave like all the the first ones off the top of the list always that came up was like the giant gonzalez and the great Kali, well, and neither one of us gave them <laughs> Well, let's let's let's
1: just get there. Like, you know, let's go through let's go through your what you have left and let's go through what I have left.
0: So yeah, those are the first two right off the bat, and I almost gave them to you back to back when I was talking about it earlier, and I was like, Yeah, but just like I you could sell tickets to giant Gonzalez versus Great Kali. So like they didn't make the list, even though they're like the worst. I would have been there. <laughs> I would have been I mean, front row. Yes, yeah. Now, for me, uh, I've I've told this story before, but I'll I'll tell it again for some of the newer listeners. Uh, When I was nine years old, I went to my first house show, and the very first match was Giant Gonzalez versus Macho Man Randy Savage. Um, And I was disappointed because it was supposed to be Owen Hart, but uh, then again, now looking back, I got to see The Macho Man live and in person. Um, But early on in the match, Giant Gonzalez cuts off Macho, and he's going to put the the forearms, he's going to do the forearm across the back gimmick. And we're sitting in the nosebleeds at the Arrowhead Pond, better known as the Honda Center these days, and he drops that big forearm right across Macho Man's back, and I could tell even from, you know, the 75th row, oh, he didn't touch him at all, and Mach still jumped and fell on the ground. I went, oh, I understand what professional wrestling is now. (laughs) He exposed the business to me at nine years old. I understood what professional wrestling was, and it did not kill it for me in that moment.
1: (laughs) I mean, yeah, and Macho Man was a part of another one with that Yokozuna elimination too.
0: Yeah, but that was so fun, and he did it so well, it didn't, you know, kill the business for me. It's ridiculous as an adult, but as a kid, that one didn't bother me.
1: (laughs) So good, so good. Uh well I'm just gonna rattle off my list for you real quick. Uh so you did already mention Giant Gonzalez and Great Khali. they are on my list and we have said this this uh this name at nauseum so far but I'm just gonna say it again now. We got the Gobbledygooker. I have also Naked Midian. <laughs> Very specific
0: with the naked. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Uh I have you know, one of the best acts with clown makeup ever. Dink! Not even doink. Uh, then from there, I went with Ahmed Johnson.
0: Oh, that! Wa- oh, oh! I wish I thought about him.
1: And then from there, oh. I went with T.L. Hopper. And then from there, I had Steve Mongo McMichael.
0: Ooh, see, I would have loved Mongo or
1: T.L. I know. I know. Him. He was no. a good stick guy. Uh, then we got the monster Kamala. Uh, Jackie Jackie
0: yeah, that one was pretty bad.
1: Ezekiel Jackson. Yes. <laughs> Stevie Ray. Van Hammer. Tank Abbott. And last but not least, Brad Maddox.
0: I don't even remember Brad Maddox. Oh, I do. he was a, like a GM for a while, wasn't he, or something like that?
1: He was the crooked ref, he was the GM, and he was the unfortunate leaker of the page video.
0: Unfortunate or very fortunate.
1: Well, he is no longer talked about ever. He sucks, so
0: yeah. But we got to see that video, so. All right. So the rest of my list. The rest of my list. I had to, and this is another one where, because I mean, Zeus. Yes. <laughs> but again, I was like, well, but he main evented. You know, he had some pay per views. He was there. I would have of had the, some arguments the, for Zeus. Yeah. The other guy I was thinking about was King Kong Bundy because we all know King Kong Bundy. Was the drizzling shits and uh, movie star? He may have ended at WrestleMania, so yeah. like, you, I think he was a draw. It for some odd reason, it's just the look, whatever. He was a draw. Uh, Adam bomb. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: uh, I did have a couple tag teams on here, uh, but then again, I was like, I, I you know, because I, I thought about it, I was like, I wanted to give you the new rockers, but then I was like, but it still has Marty Gennetti and Al Snow, like, the match would have been solid. Yeah. Even though that that gimmick didn't get over and work, uh, the new Midnight Express that but, was that was the one I really was considering giving you. But Bob Holly, yeah, but it, but it's Bob Holly's. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the Brooklyn oh, Brawler. Oh man,
1: Bart Gunn would have been a good choice. I can't believe I could yes. not put him on there.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Brooklyn Brawler. But then I thought, you know, two over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> David Otunga was oh. one that I really wanted to give you, but he's so good on the mic and that bot, the, like you know, the look, he could draw money. If he could have ever figured out how to work, he, he would have drawn a lot of money. And the last one, because I want, I, I love him. He, he Everyone I hear talk about meeting this guy and dealing with him. He's just the greatest guy in the world. Um, he got the joke. He played the, along with it and he's a good sport, but Gilbert, ladies yes. and gentlemen, was the last one on my list. So, all um, right. I'm not looking forward to trying to put together a card from this, Ron. i got to be honest.
1: <laughs> I am excited as shit to put together the biggest pile of shit that the judges have ever heard. And without further ado, I'm going to rattle off what you gave me, Cole. What you All worked right. so hard to give me. And I'm going to go with, from top to bottom, we got the Yeti, Uh, Then we got Nia Jax. Uh, and from what I from what I see is the only female on my card. Yes. Uh we got
0: you you took the
1: only other female I could think of, so. <laughs> oh, see, and then I'm the one that forgets females. So from there, I have Heidenreich, then we got Mabel, then we got Nails, and then the mythical masterpiece that is Mantar, followed by Fantasio, and then Damien Demento, all the way to James Ellsworth, to Brackus, to the Berserker, to Shockmaster to Mordecai, to the Giant Silva, Max Moon, Dr. Isaac Yankum, the Boogeyman, Avatar, Iron Mike Sharp, and the Repo Man. My goodness, Cole.
0: <laughs> oh, this is the best roster you've ever drafted, Ron. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> All right, and for me, ladies and gentlemen, I will be trying to make chicken salad out of Pete Gas, Nicole Bass, Bertha Faye, Mo from Men on a Mission. The Goon. Kurgan. The Bastion Booger. Old Buchanan. Headbanger Thrasher. <laughs> I like that you got so specific. You couldn't just give me the headbangers. No. You had to specify Thrasher. No. Kenzo Suzuki. Vladimir Kozlov. Sylvain Granier. The Insane Clown Posse. Thank you for that one, actually. Uh Tucker... Domino from Deuce and Domino fame, Miguel Perez Jr., the Fuzzy Chia Pet, Festus, the Kiss Demon, Blue Meanie, and last but not least, Sean Stasiak. So, this is going to be a lot of fun, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm glad we have time to go through this and pull our hair out. Well, I'll be pulling my hair out. Uh, Not only is your head bald now, but you shaved your face completely bald. Oh, yes. Uh, So... So, yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Are you excited about any of this? Do you have any ideas, Ron? I'm excited about all of this.
1: I I am very excited about all of this. You know, obviously, this is a different feel. You know, obviously, winning would be ideal, but putting together these matches and just seeing the reactions of the judges is what I'm in it for the most, Uh, even if I lose all of these, which I'm going to do my best to uh, make... (laughs) Something good out of this. I'm going to try to attach some stories to these shits here and there. Uh, we'll see how this goes. Uh, I, I have no earthly idea of what I'm going to do to strategize for this list, but uh, the the thoughts are a bruin. And uh, next week is going to be a hell of a show.
0: Uh, and yes, and we have three judges this time. All three judges were lined up, be joining us. Uh, we'll have returning. Uh, Jeremy James, my cousin and uh, local radio host, Uh, Ronald, who else do you have for us?
1: Oh, well, we have a recent guest of the show, Ring Scoop's own Wade Needham, and then uh, for the third man, we have none other than Gregory Iron.
0: Yes, sir, Gregory Iron, good friend of my brother-in-law, Johnny Gargano.
1: Our Uh, harshest judge to date.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yes, we're really looking forward to this, and the, and one of the main reasons I wanted to have him on, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you should absolutely check out Iron On Wrestling. Um, this is the kind of thing that Greg does often, where he talks about he talks a lot about wrestle crap. and uh, the, he uh, did a bracket, you know, another guy he does he did a bracket for March Madness a couple years ago, and they did the worst WrestleMania matches of all time. Uh, and that was fantastic, uh, a really good listen. Um, you know, stole my idea a little bit, but whatever, I'll take it. I accept it. Uh, Greg Iron, I love him. I love his Russell crap talk. So I thought he'd be a perfect guest to help us judge this uh, this particular draft. So uh, I guess that's gonna do it for today. Any any closing thoughts before we end the show, Ronald?
1: I'm gonna get right to the drawing board and book this card and uh, see what happens next week.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, for my co-host, my hashtag team partner, Ron Kilborn, I am Cole Dawson saying thank you, we love you, and good night. More
1: thanks for listening find us on instagram and twitter at creative team pod or just the creative team on facebook follow cole dawson on twitter and instagram at cole 2130 and follow yours truly on instagram or twitter at ron for your life number four we'll see you next week on another episode of the creative team